Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevoch, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Rina Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yisuf Halevi Weinberg, all of our shalom, Rabbi Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz, all of our shalom, and Rabbi El HaKoyen Khan, all of our shalom. It's also on schus and merit of Rabbi Zev Yecheskel HaKoyen and Risha Katz, Le'edich Yom and Vishonim Tevis, for many long, healthy years. We began Pedic Tess, chapter 9 in Tanya. After the earlier chapters, the first chapter where the Alter Rebbe sets the stage with the Tanya, the different questions around that, entering into the understanding that there are two souls, two voices, two forces within us, two drives. Nefesh Abamis, as he begins the end of chapter one, Nefesh Alekis, the Nefesh Hashenis, the animal soul and the divine soul that he begins in chapter two and continues in three, four, and five to discuss the nature of the divine soul, its faculties and its garments, its expressions. Then in chapters six, seven, and eight, Zelu Umazeh, the alter ego, the parallel universe that is equal to the Tzadak Dusha, to the holy side of the divine soul, comes the animal soul. And there too, explaining the nature of the animal soul, its faculties, and its garments, its expressions, all focused on the egocentric and of the human being serving their own interest. In contrast to the divine soul that's dedicated to a higher cause, to connect to its purpose and to the purpose of the Creator imbued it with as it sent every human being to this world, as God sent every human being to this world. So now, after finishing and, and defining the, and dissecting the anatomy of the divine soul and then the animal soul, the Rebbe goes back and now brings these two souls together. Where do they reside, we learned? Where's the Mishkan? the residence, so to speak, the dwelling place, the location of each. And this is not just a geographic thing. Obviously, we're talking here conceptually, but it's also to describe their very personality. Though we understand and we learn what their personality, one is divine, one is self, one is ego, one is divine-centric, God-centric, and one is self-centric or egocentric. But how do they function differently? What are their so-called their personality features and we understand that, which adds to what we learned earlier, that the Mokim Mishkan Nefesh Abamis, Shemeklipis Nega, Bechol Hu Belev, that's in the heart, in the impulsive heart, which is in the heart itself, the left side of the heart, which is Mole Dam, filled with blood, which means it's the generator of the passionate, fiery blood that gives sustenance to the human being. Adam hu nefesh as he said, Adam hu nefesh Ulechein, all, kol ha-taivis, v'ispaitus v'kas, v'deimei inheim belev. All the desires, 
and um, and the and the and pride and anger, which are essentially three of the negative emotional personality features of a human being, are in the law are in the heart, as we explained. And from the heart, umalev he mispashes bechol haguf, and just like the blood of the heart. Expresses, extends itself and expands and spreads through the entire body and also to to the mind in the head. So, the, so, so these emotions have an effect that the feelings that emerge and originate in the heart, in the left side of the heart, the passions of the blood, and that's critical to know that the blood is generated from there. We'll soon discuss about the right side of the heart momentarily. So this, the emotions then in turn cause the mind to contemplate and scheme and to focus on how to fulfill these emotions. Just as Adam Just as the physical blood rushes to the entire being and also to the mind, so to the emotions that are residing, the emotions of the animal soul, the impulsive emotions, also impact the mind, as we discussed at length, of how the mind essentially becomes a vehicle, or you can say an instrument, of the subjective emotional impulses. That's how it works with the animal soul, nefesh abamis. Ach mukayim mishkin nefesh alikiyis hibamechen shabaresh. In stark contrast, this, the place, where does reside the dwelling place of the divine soul? Now we know both, both souls, the animal and divine soul, initially are souls, are spirits. They're not relating to anything physical, but they do connect as the soul enters the body. So there's a location where these now, in the body, where, do they, where is their primary functionality originate from? So just like the vision goes into the eye and the hearing into the ears, in a way the general nefesh abamis is in the left side of the heart, and the mokem mishka nefesh alakiz hu shabaresh is in the brain and the head. And here too, the, 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 just as the heart is not just a self-contained organ, but it circulates blood throughout the entire body and also into the head, the mind is also not a self-contained organ. From them, a misham is pashetis From the mind, it flows to all the organs, and also in the heart. But here, something something further happens. When the blood rushes to the mind, it says limoyach. That's the lotion that he says. V'gam ela limoyach. Here it says Gam Belev, because there's a secondary location now for the divine soul. It's not just that the mind, the central nervous system, or the general brain also controls the heart, as we know, and has a resting place and dwells actually in the right side of the heart. So in other words, also in the heart of the human being, there's a, loca- a locality, a home, so to speak, for the divine soul. Which the first thing we need to realize when we hear that, the first reaction is, 
that we have more of a fighting chance. Because that gives the divine soul a hole that's like it has a beachhead, a place where it resides in the heart. So the impulsive heart, the left side of the heart, has a right side to counter it. When it comes to the mind, we don't say that the left side of the mind belongs, is a dwelling place for the animal soul. And the right side of the mind is a dwelling place for the divine soul. So even though the emotions affect our mind, but it never really finds a, a complete resting place there. Because the emotions of the animal soul, the way it functions, is primarily for its own interest. It's just using the mind to fulfill its interest. means that bias and prejudice, the emotions, the subjective emotions, are using the mind to find ways to scheme, to justify itself, to ways to fulfill its desires, to cover its tracks, however you explain it. But the mind really never becomes completely owned by the animal soul. The animal soul is not interested in the mind. It's interested in its own interest. It will use whatever it can take. The divine soul, by contrast, its focus is not on itself. Its focus is on the divine purpose, on transcendence, on what God wants. And part of a human being is also, and is necessary, is also emotions. Emotions are not a bad thing per se. They're a bad thing when it's completely subjective and it controls the reflective mind. You're just fulfilling and indulging in your own desires. But it's not fundamentally a negative thing. And that's why they also, we also want to have an emotional relationship with God, not just an intellectual one. No, we're not saying that emotions, that there's a monopoly of emotions only by the, by the animal soul, because emotions are impulsive and subjective. And the divine soul is only about the intellect and the cognitive and the reflective. No. Emotions can also be and need to be to love God, to revere God, to revere God and to, um, and to elevate Him and to exalt Him, which is Tiferes. And the same thing with the other Midas. As we learned in Pedic Gimel in Tanya, that Chabad affects the Chagas. We'll soon get to that as well. The emotions that the emotions should be divine emotions. The Nefesh Elikis has emotions. It's part of the ten faculties. The first three, but, the, but it, it begins with the mind because the mind is a transcendent force. The mind does not think about its own needs. The mind is exploring that which is beyond itself. The true mind is a nature of Bittal. And the mind can affect also the emotions that the emotions should also become divine emotions. That's what the divine soul is interested in. So the divine soul also has a place in the heart. Bilev, not only Lilev. And what means she'en dam? We know there is blood. Because the main function of the right side of the heart is to introduce oxygen, ruach, into the blood. She'en dam means not on its own. Its own functionality is not about producing blood and, and the passionate, fiery blood that gives life to the whole body. As a matter of fact, when the blood returns to the right side of the heart, it's not even blood that is now, because, because it's, 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 um, it has the, the oxygen within it has been dissipated, it needs a renewal, so that's not the blood that is 
part of giving life, Damu Nefesh. In addition, the Rebbe explains that you could also say that it has, uh, that there's Dam, but it's not Dam that's being generated, it's the Revi's Dam, is that quarter, that, that quart of, of, of blood that's there in the heart on its own, not about generating and circulating around the body. But regardless, aim by Dam, because that's not its function. So since it's not his function, why? He brings that I, the heart of the wise one is in the right side. What is Chachem? Chachem is the nefesh of the kis, which is, resides in the Chachem and the Mechim. And that resides, the heart of the wise man is on his right, in the right side of the heart. So the, the right side of the heart is not about fueling the passions of the body, which is the purpose of the left side of the heart, where the, where the animal soul resides. Here, even in the world of the heart, of emotions, the real focus is higher emotions that are focused more on the spiritual. You could even say on the Seyed HaRuach, meaning Ruach, meaning here, um, the, the, the oxygen. That is the critical component here. Introducing more than just the passions that are the domain of the animal soul, but rather more the spiritual transcendence that originates in the mind is now also belev, the right side of the heart. So now the heart has two dimensions to it, two sides, two ventricles, the right and left chamber, and that is the divine souls in the right and the animal soul on the left. That's the additional point that he makes with the word belev. The animal soul, on the other hand, just to sum up, even though it also has ten faculties, including Chabad, but there, the Chabad is just a secondary tool. As I said before, like you say, it says that a person, he's not interested, he's not sinning for someone else's interest. This is driven by self-interest. Since it's driven by self-interest, the Chabad that's the, that the animal soul has is only a tool for the passions and the desires of the subjective, the, um, and the subjective emotions. And thus, there is no place in the mind for the, divine, for the animal soul. It's only that the mind is being used by the animal soul. So it does have the faculties, but it functions very differently than it is in the divine soul, which is driven by higher purpose, not self-interest. And that's where we stopped, with a little more elaboration on what we've learned till now. And now he's going to explain, so how does that manifest? Where do we see these midas? Since we're saying now that the divine soul resides in the right side of the heart, so where do we see emotions in context to the, the divine soul? The reflective element, the mind element of the divine soul, we understand, because that's what the divine soul it reflects. It doesn't just jump by, 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 by whim or by impulse. That's what defines the divine soul. Everything is calculated and methodical, like the mind, to know, is this what God wants of me? The animal soul doesn't think like that. It's just whatever, like an animal. It's hungry, it eats. It doesn't stop, it doesn't pause, it doesn't have that discipline. But where do we see the emotions part, the emotional component of the divine soul? And this takes us back to chapter 3 where he discussed how Chabad of the divine soul, the moichin, the cognitive, when you contemplate, 
Chochme, Bina, and Das. Chochme is the, the, the spark of the, of the idea. Bina develops the idea. And we contemplate, like he said there, how God fills, of exist, fills existence, how God transcends existence, and how everything is nullified in His presence. That gives birth, as he said, there the Seder was Yira and Ava and Teferes, to a certain element of reverence of the divine, a love and passion and thirst for the divine, and the exaltation, exalting, and the lefare the, the of the divine, as we'll discuss here. So now he's going to talk about that part of the emotions of the divine soul. What do we? So let's read inside. Vihi. This connection of the divine soul residing in the right side of the heart, which originated from the mind, umisham, like he said. Umisham is pashetes lechola evarim, vegam belev, bechola yimoni she'ein boidam. So he says, this manifestation of the divine soul in the heart, this produces. That this is the love of God. That's like a flaming fire, Kedishpe shall which flares up. Mislahevis believe maskilim. That flares up in the heart. In the discerning heart, the lev maskilim of those that, of those that use their minds. When they use their brain, their mind to analyze. So you have here the expression: first comes maskilim, which is like chachma, hamevinim bina, musbeinim bedatam das that they come to recognize, to perceive. With das, what? Ideas, concepts, which arouse his love for God. So if you allow your emotions just to run wild and rampant, then they follow your own desire, whatever your passion is. That's the animal soul. But here we're talking about the right side of the heart, that's not driven by generating the passion, the blood. The, the, the untamed and impulsive heart, the left side. Here we're talking about emotions that are controlled and driven by the mind. Like he says again, to repeat again, leva maskilim. So your mind is what's in control. That's where the divine soul originates. And but what is it concentrating on? Not just intellectual ideas, <clears throat> but things that are that stimulate, that arouse ava, the love for God. So when a person contemplates, and that's the whole idea, as we learned in chapter three in Tanya. Then when a person contemplates 
on the divine, whether it's mamalakalam, how God fills all existence, sustains you, sustains everything in this world. Sevev kalam, how God is beyond us all, a transcendent dimension. And other aspects of contemplation, which could include everything we say in davening. Ipsukid zimra, in the different worlds, Srofim in Babriya, Chayasakadish in Yitzira, they find him in Nasiya. All the contemplation that a person can use with their mind, which is basically his bodhanus. In the language of the Rambam, Kate said, Odom, How does a person arrive to loving and revering God? Ayadeshi is bainan, three contemplating. So you can use your mind to just fulfill the indulgences of the heart. That's the animal soul's modus operandi. Or you can use your mind to contemplate on what God wants of us. And the mind teaches you about God, about Hashem, and in turn stimulates a love and a reverence, chesed gvur and the other emotions, to have a relationship with God. So you either have a relationship with material needs of your own, the things we love. The animal soul loves this world. It loves itself. It loves it, everything it, it, it has desires and its temptations. The divine soul loves God. But in this world, you need to have the contemplation to lead you to that love. And that's what he's saying here. How the Chabad, which is where, where the divine soul resides in the mind, that mind is now instructing and guiding and leading the emotions by, by awakening that's what it's contemplating on. So that's one thing. Then comes another thing. There's another way where the mind affects the emotions. V'chein, also. Simchas levav. Simchas levav. So here we talked about Ava. Now he's saying that the divine soul and the mind is also contemplating on things that can bring a rejoicing of the heart in the glory of God. The glory of God and the splendor of His majesty, which is an expression in Yeshaya, based your test, 2.19. That this is the second result that comes in the midas of the, the midas, the emotions of the divine soul as a result of the contemplation. So we see here how the mind brings additional element here. This is now Teferis. So he brought Chesed and Teferis, you can say. Because the first is Ava. The love, the Ava Sikh, the love that comes out of a person's contemplation, is the love. In Patek Beis, he also spoke about Yira, reverence. He will mention that again as we go further. But right now, he's saying the second thing is Simchas Levov, B'Teferis Hashem V'Adar And he explains how that how how it works. Kasher ene achochem asher bereshe. 
So the Pasuk says in Kehelis, Beis Yudalad 2.14, when the eyes of the wise man that are in his head, so the eyes of the wise man are in his mind. The eyes of a fool are in his heart, like the Pasuk continues. Because what drives him? Whatever tempts him. An intelligent person, Chachem, where his eyes are his mind tells him what to do. You walk down the street, if you don't use your mind, if it's not a Chachem, whatever you see can seduce and can tempt you. The Enei Chachem is Bereshe. Like, like basically the whole principle here. That Chachem, like he said before, before he said, he brought the Pasek, Lev Chachem Liyaminei, which is talking about the right side of the heart. Now he's going back to the very concept. This is a, a pure proof. Where's the Chachim? His, his eyes are Bereshe. Why? Because the divine soul resides in the mind. So when the eyes of the wise men that are in his head, where, which part of the head is talking specifically, even though it just says Chachim Bereshe, but that includes all the Mechim. Chachmase Benase. The mental powers of Chachman Bin, of conceiving and of understanding and, contempl- and comprehending. So, when the eyes of the wise men that are in his head, which is in when they're mistakling, be kara, the malk of it, teferis So, before we were talking about that he was baining on things that bring to love. Now he's saying, when it gazes at the glory of the king and the beauty of his greatness, it's a combination. It's called the Malka is a Zohar, Chelek Aleph. Lamet Ches, Aleph and Beis, 38 A and B. And Tiferes Gdulose is from Apostolic and Esther, Aleph Dalet, the beauty of his greatness. Adein Cheker Ve'ein Sof V'Tachlis, which is unfathomable, endless and limitless. Three different expressions. And here you see that it's much more intense even than the first, the first contemplation. Because now you're talking about that a person is gazing at the very infinity and eternity, what he calls ein cheker, ein sov v'tachlis, ad ein cheker. That there's no way of comprehending it or it's unfathomable. Ve'ein sov and it's endless. V'tachlis and limitless. This we're talking now is gazing, it's a whole different level of Aveda now. Before the contemplation was more of an intellectual one. Now he introduces what Chassidus talks about, the re'iriya of Chachmah. That not just Chachmah is understanding something, and being is understanding, but it's gazing, it's like actually perceiving it as if you see it. And this is critical, we'll discuss it more in the next year, it's critical because when a person, let's talk Le'umazah, what is the most powerful thing that seduces something is someone that consumes you, not just your mind is thinking about it, but it's as you see something. It has a power to hypnotize and consume a human being. So what's the kedusha of it? Is the istakli bekari the malka. And this creates, like he said, simchis levav, this, this deep joy in the heart from this, uh, this beauty in God. As it's explained elsewhere. And then the Alter Rebbe continues, 
We talk chesed and tiferes. Now the same thing, the other holy emotions of the heart, we're talking about the divine emotions. They also originate from chachma binandas in the mind, in the brain. So they see the divine soul in the mind, the chachma binadas specifically, travel into the right side of the heart and arouse all the emotions. The two he brought was chesed and teferis. So we'll stop here. More elaboration is definitely needed. But here you see an understanding, as the Alter Rebbe continues, the fascinating way of depicting the dynamics of how the divine soul works and something that we all can understand and relate to. We'll discuss how we relate to it, how we implement it. But everybody can reach such a level, at least at times when you contemplate. And we'll conclude, since we're in the days of Aser Simei this is obviously the, 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 in all days of the year, this is very especially now, as we prepare for the holy day of Yom Kippur. So everyone should have a Gemach Simeteva, a good Geben Shtiyar. Go to tanyaapply.com where you could hear all the pro- previous programs and submit any question that you may have. A good Tevach. And a good Geben Shtiyar, a Gemach Simeteva. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasupply.com for archived classes and more resources.